Have you ever felt paralyzed by having too many dreams and not knowing where to start? Or wondered what is it that makes one person or company more successful than another when going after their goals? Have you ever been held back by the fear of what others might think? Well, in today's episode, we're going to dive deep into the maze of chasing multiple goals, that tug of war between capacity and capability, and the nagging voice of judgment, both from others and from in ourselves. So let's talk about the journey of prioritizing what truly matters, facing our fears, and embracing our unique missions. If all of this sounds exactly what you need to hear, then this is the episode for you. This is All The Damn Things, the podcast committed to helping women achieve your dreams, even after going through deeply challenging experiences. My name is Bevan Farrand, the founder of the Take The Damn Chance movement and creator of the Do The Damn Thing method. Yes, I say damn a lot, but it does mean something. It stands for Decide and Declare, Attend Your Own Party, Moments Not Minutes, and Now Is The Time. When it's come to navigating my own deeply challenging experiences and bringing my biggest dreams to life, this framework has changed my life, and I know that it can make a huge impact on yours. When I look at the most amazing things that my clients have done, the most amazing things that I have been able to create, there's always that moment, a spark that really changes everything. We got clear on what it is that we wanted, and then all of a sudden, everything seemed to change from that moment forward. And as human beings, we have this desire to have that impact, that purpose, and to make a lasting legacy and a change in the world. And bringing our biggest dreams to life, that's how we often do it. So what is it that is getting in our way of getting that started? Because I get it. There's so many times for myself and for the people that I talk to where they aren't moving forward in the direction of their big dreams. And they've said to me, you know, I just I just don't know what my dream is. I don't have a big dream. And I don't think that's true. I talk often about how part of the problem is that we've forgotten how to dream like children. We dream like editors. And there's a lot of external forces at work to make us feel that way, to make us feel this need to dream like an editor. And so today I want to talk to you about some of those things that might be getting in your way and how you can overcome them. One of the big things is a fear of change. A lot of us fear something new and different because we don't know how it's going to turn out. Of course we don't. And so we want to stay comfortable. We want to stay in the known. You've heard things like the devil you know versus the devil you don't, or don't rock the boat. At least you know what's happening. But the truth is that our biggest dreams are going to require some kind of change. Maybe not a complete overhaul of your life, but you're going to have to change at least some of what you're doing or how you're doing it. If you want a more connected relationship with somebody, it doesn't mean you need a new partner just means you're going to have to change how you interact with each other. If you want your business to make a bigger impact, make more money, but you're going to feel more fulfilled, it doesn't mean you have to start with a new industry, but you are going to have to change some of the things that you are doing. It was one of the questions my friend asked me, which was, Bevan, you've worked with small businesses who are making their first $100,000, but you've also worked with businesses who are making eight and $12 million a year. What is the difference for them between a successful venture, a successful year, and not? And I told her, I'm like, there's one thing that I see across the board with everything, 
when we're talking about the success of a goal or not. And that is that they know what their yes is and their why is. I call it your damn manifesto. But they've gotten clear on it and they hold their questions up to that touchstone. Because when we don't have that, when we don't know what our big yes is, when we don't know what our six-dimensional why is, then every idea can seem fun and exciting. So we might weigh it with, is that going to make me money or is that going to move the business forward? But we're not looking at it from a larger, deeper touchstone of, is this going to fulfill the purpose that I have in my heart? And so, yes, in order to go after those big things, you are going to have to make a change. You may or may not know, in 2019, when I got laid off, the company that I first started was called Collaborate.Work. And I grew that company to $300,000 in 18 months in the middle of the pandemic while grieving the loss of my husband. And then I scrapped it and I went all in on Take the Damn Chance. Now, I could have gone forward with that momentum. I could have continued growing that business very successfully. But I knew after getting very clear on my own purpose, on my damn manifesto, that what I needed in order to feel that fulfillment and to create that legacy was to make a change. And it was terrifying. Of course it was terrifying. Change can be scary. That doesn't mean it's not worth it. We also can sometimes feel constricted by these societal expectations. You know, so many of us are taught from a young age that there's a path to follow. Whether that's a career path that our parents wanted us to follow or just the path of relationship, marriage, family, whatever that is. And so when our dreams and our goals are outside of those societal expectations, it can feel especially hard to go after them. But when you know them so clearly, when you have taken the time to understand your yes, then it becomes easier to stand up to those societal questions. It's why when you're uncovering your yes, one of the questions to ask yourself if it's the right one is, is it personal? Is it your dream? We spend a lot of time going after dreams that other people have imposed on us or dreams that fit for other people, but not for us. So I encourage you to take a look at what is your goal that you want to go after and ask yourself, is this my dream? Is this personal. Another big obstacle that we will come up against are the immediate concerns, the day-to-day pressures, the financial pressures, the responsibilities that are very real. I get that. You need to make sure that you are safe, your family is safe, your needs are taken care of. I'm not a big advocate of just leap and the net shall appear, of quitting your job and going all in and hoping for the best. I do think it's important to make change and to head in the direction of what you want. But when we make that big leap without having that foundational touchstone of your damn manifesto first, then you don't know if you're heading in the right direction and it's too easy to be pulled off the path. That's why when you get clear on that, when you know your yes, then you can take micro actions in the direction of that yes. So a micro action is the smallest possible action you will actually take. A lot of times I will hear people say to me, it's just not the right time. It's not the right time for me to go after my goal. When I hear that, what I know is that you haven't gotten super clear on your damn manifesto because if you were, then you would be able to take micro actions in the direction of that, know that you're making progress without feeling like you have to become completely obsessed and give up everything else. When we feel like it's not the right time, 
it's almost like you're looking at the top of a mountain saying, oh, I don't have time to climb that entire mountain right now, so why even start? But if instead you just said, I'm just going to get to the first tree. Today I have 15 minutes. I'm just going to walk to the first tree. Then the next day I'm going to walk to the next tree. And you can climb that entire mountain going tree to tree to tree to tree. It's easier to do that when you know overall what you're moving towards because then you always know you're moving in that direction. When you don't take the time to get clear on that, then whatever strikes your fancy that day, whatever is most exciting, most shiny is what's going to take your attention. You could be going five feet up that mountain and then being like, ooh, look at that tree over there, going back five feet and all the way up 20 feet over there. Instead, you get clear on the thing that is going to make the biggest impact, be most fulfilling for you, fill that legacy, and then you're taking micro actions towards it. And I know that it can feel overwhelming or complicated when you are first wanting to go after something new, but it doesn't have to be. In fact, when you have distilled things down into the simplest yes and why, it doesn't feel complicated. For me, you've heard me say my damn manifesto thousands of times probably. It's to share the damn framework with as many people as possible in as many ways as possible in order to create a sustainable, thriving business that both supports and inspires my family and the world. That is a very simple concept to me. And when somebody comes to me and says, hey, I want you to do this project, I think, is this helping me share the damn framework with as many people as possible in as many ways as possible? If it is, great, I'm going to consider it. Is it also helping me create a sustainable, thriving business? Amazing. Then it's a yes. But if the first part of it is there's a no, I'm not going to do it. I've worked with very successful companies where they were headed down a path and they said, you know what? I want to take on this side project. And so they would take on a project that was completely opposite from what they were doing. And I worked with one company. They spent over a quarter of a million dollars on a side project that never fit in line with their overall mission, but they had lost sight of that mission. Maybe they were never clear on it to begin with. And as I look back at the most successful projects and companies that I've worked with, we have all been really clear on their damn manifesto. We didn't call it that at the time, but we've all been very clear on their mission, on their purpose, on what they want their overall impact and legacy of their business and their life to be. And so it was easy for us to then look at it and say, does this project fit? And if it didn't, then are we going to derail the work that we're doing in order to have that? Or do you want to do that side project and that's fine, but give it to somebody else completely? So you have to be willing to ask yourself those questions. If this is something important to you, whether that's a business, a relationship, your parenting, whatever it is, if it is something that is important to you, then are you willing to make it your top priority for now? Are you willing to resource it? Is it something you're moving towards? Is it personal? And are you willing to hold ideas up to that touchstone and say no to some of them? Because some of them are not going to fit in your damn manifesto. And it's okay to say no. It's okay to put them in your parking lot because you can have great ideas and you can park them and come back to them. I had an amazing client last year who had a million different ideas. Even when I said to her, you've got to narrow this down to one idea. She came to me with an idea that had seven parts. She's like, I'm going to do this, but here's the seven parts that go down to it. 
And she's incredible, and she has the capacity to do a lot. But she didn't have the capacity to fully realize any of those dreams until she was willing to go all in on one of them. She's not the only person that has told me that exact same thing. Well, I can go after all of these different goals at once because I have a lot more capacity than most people. Sure, but just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because you have the capability of doing all those things doesn't mean you truly do have the capacity. And you have to think about it as, can you successfully drive 17 different cars to the same destination? You can't because you're going to end up taking one about a quarter of a mile down the road. You're going to run back, get the next one, drive it a mile down the road, get the next one. Maybe it doesn't even start. So you're going to go back over to the first one and drive that. Nothing is getting to the destination. If instead you said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drive this idea, this goal to completion or until it no longer makes sense to do so. And then I'm going to move on to my next project because then I can give my full attention, my full focus to each of these amazing ideas that I have. And in order to do that, you've got to get clear on what your big impact, what your mission, what your damn manifesto is so that then you can fully bring it to life. And I know, Maybe you are afraid of being judged. Maybe you're afraid of being judged for your dream in the first place. When I decided that I was going to get pregnant with Miristella, I had some people tell me it was a terrible idea and that judgment hurt. It still hurts to this day. I've had hundreds, if not more than a thousand people tell me how amazing it was that I've had my daughter, but I can tell you the handful who gave me negative feedback. That fear of judgment is real. I get it. But I want you to think back to something I said earlier. Nobody else is ever going to have to live with your regrets. They can have all sorts of opinions. They can have all sorts of judgments. But the truth is, if you don't do it and you regret it in 50 years, they're not going to have that regret. It's going to be yours. So this fear of judgment around what your dream is, what your goal is, I want you to push through that because I want you to know that your dream is valuable. You are valuable and worthy of the time and attention and energy that you want to invest in bringing it to life. And it's going to make a difference in the lives of so many people around you. And maybe your fear of judgment comes from what if I fail? And I get that. But we sometimes think about failure as black or white. We either fail or we succeed. And that's rarely true. We can have failures along the way. We can have things that don't work, but then we can tweak and we can pivot and we can continue to move forward. You've probably heard people say you only fail if you stop trying. And that's true. Like if you are working towards something and you feel like things aren't working, the way to fail is to give up. Now, look, sometimes you actually do want to stop doing something, but even that is not failure. That's a choice. By doing something, by taking action, you are not failing. You are getting feedback. And feedback will help you to continue to move along your path towards your goal. So try not to let the fear of judgment around potential failure derail you. It almost never happens anyway. I was in a group of authors yesterday and somebody said, oh, should I feel ashamed of submitting that manuscript before it was ready? And I was like, hell no, you did it. You didn't fail. You submitted it, something that so many people don't even do. 
you took action towards your goal. You got feedback and now you can tweak it and continue to move forward. And the truth is, those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind. The people who love you and who are going to support you, your damn people, they're going to cheer you on. They're not going to poke fun at you because of a perceived failure. They're going to help you figure out how to take the next steps, how to keep things moving. So this fear of judgment around your goal being too strange or too big or too unimaginable or this fear of judgment around failure, push through those things. And so often, it's just our own thoughts. It's our own thought getting in the way about what if. And whenever you have that what if, I want you to use the PAD method to get back into the what is. And the what is, is what is actually happening around you. Pausing and getting present, acknowledging how you're feeling, and doing something, hopefully in the direction of your damn manifesto, which you have taken the time to uncover. I will repeat something that I said earlier, which is that you and your dreams are worthy and valuable, and I cannot wait to see what it is that you will bring to life. And if you want to know how you can apply the do the damn thing method to your own dreams, then I encourage you to book a call by clicking the link in the show notes or going to callwithbevan.com. And I'm opening something brand new up called the do the damn thing VIP experience. And this is a way for you to really dig into what will make the biggest difference in the impact and the mission that you are bringing to life, the goals that you are bringing to life. So if you think you might be the perfect candidate for a do the damn thing VIP day, or just if you're a little bit intrigued, then go to callwithbevan.com and book a call with me so we can dig into it a little bit. As always, thank you for being here this week. It means the world to me that you are uncovering all the damn things in your life. And I can't wait to see you here next week. Thanks for joining me today. Let me know if this made you stop and go damn. If so, leave a comment on the episode, rate and review the show, or reach out on social media. Find me on Instagram at Bevan Farrand or visit my website and let me know what you want to hear next on all the damn things.